Okay, very good. Well, my name is Brad Kent, and I'm the UIL State Director of Music. Welcome to Sketchbook Podcast, a discussion about inspiration and process with artists, creators, and designers. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Montoya, Jr., did you like looking at my shoes, Dr. Kent? I did. It was fantastic. Thank you. Thank it's you. Impressive. That. Thank you. It's very impressive. It is impressive. It's, yeah. I've got a problem. How many people have to have a stepladder to get to the, <laughs> the top row of their shoes? That's awesome. It, it's because I'm short. I'm not short, but... No, you're not short. I'm not, I'm not as tall as you, sir. Your shoes go to the ceiling, though. They do. It's just so everybody listening, <laughs> his shoe stash is unbelievable. Thank you for that. Yes. I appreciate that. As, ma- as many uh, trombones as you have, I have shoes, right? I'm assuming you have like... A lot of trombones. I just have one trombone. I know this is all disappointing. Does it sit on the wall? Collecting dust? No, no, it's in a case. It's in a gig bag with no gig. (laughs) Somebody out there get this man a gig. Yeah, you know, we used to laugh back in the day when people had pagers and one of the jokes was, you know, the definition of an optimist, a trombone player with a pager. (laughs) I've never heard that joke. That's awesome. So it is truly a trombone with no gig. Trombone in a gig bag with no gig now. That's sad. That is fantastic. All right. So you are Topoed up. Yes. All right. So let's talk about marching band because, as you said, it's February and everyone's got marching mm-hmm. band on their mind. Well, it's not February. It will be. It will be February. Yeah, everyone's going to have yeah. their meetings at TMEA. And yep. you are going to do a presentation and we're going to talk about a little bit. I don't want to spoil what you're going to talk about. But, All right. But if you have the, the program, you know what you're going to talk we about. We are. So, um, at this year's state marching contest, UIL used a quote shadow panel utilizing the new sheets that will be used starting in 2020 for 5A and 6A bands, basically the 6A bands, because that's where we're at, at the state marching level only. Um, First question, what did you or y'all, the UIL people, learn from the sheets, tapes, and results? Yeah, well, first of all, we called it the ghost panel. The ghost panel. Yeah. Shadow just sounds cooler and more sinister. Mark McGahee and I called it the ghost (laughs) panel. You know, it really didn't. It was questionable whether it existed or not. That's right. That's right. Well, we saw them on the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it really really did happen. So you are now confirming the existence of the the ghost panel. The ghost panel did exist, (laughs) yes, at the 5A finals this year only. Correct, correct. So the intent behind that process was to test the sheets Mm -hmm. in, uh, in real time, if you will. And um, get feedback from the people that served on the ghost panel mm-hmm. um, as to any tweaks that they wanted to recommend to the committee that designed the sheets, yeah. um, which ultimately are approved by the UIL. Um, so we did get a lot of feedback from the committee. We did make some tweaks on the on the versions that they used that day. Uh-huh. And um, so we have the final version of versions of the sheets now ready to go and on the website. So there were six or seven judges. Seven. Seven judges. Yeah. Do you remember the, the specific things they were Absolutely. judging? Absolutely. What, yes. what were they at the time? Yes. And so seven judges, uh, four that are just music. Mm-hmm. One is an ensemble music judge, um, two brass judge, mm-hmm. three a woodwind judge, and four a percussion judge. Right on. Um, and then the other three judges are visual ensemble, mm-hmm. visual individual, and a ju- the seventh judge is what we're going to call content and design. Right. So this is the judge that assesses the content and design of the entire show, music, music, and visual. Okay, so those, yeah. those were the seven at UIL, at and, State Marching And those content. will be the seven so in year one of the process. Year, now, in the, will they be on the field? 
So the test panel, the ghost panel, yes, if you will, we will. We had I don't remember what they had. I, I left that up to Mark. Mark was McGay. He's the chair of that committee mm-hmm. that's been working on this process for over two years. By oh. the way, so um, he chaired the uh, ghost panel, and the ghost panel had total autonomy for what they wanted to do because okay. it didn't count for anything. Sure, sure. So the idea was to test it, and I I think they ended up with. Three judges on uh, field level. Because I think Scott Colson. Okay, oh, can I say? Yeah, it? Oh, oh, yeah. Not supposed to say that? We had we had right. We had the uh, individual visual judge down uh-huh. there, the percussion judge, and then I think the woodwind judge was. Because I saw Scott Rick Rodriguez yeah. who was doing percussion. I don't remember who the woodwind judge at the time was. So so going forward, what we we will be doing this fall is there will be five judges in the box, Ooh. two on the field. And those so, two are so the two on the field will be individual visual mm-hmm. and percussion. And are they allowed to go on the field? Six feet onto the field. So it's kind of like the DCI yeah, so rule. It's like now. the DCI rule, the DCI model. So sidelines up to six feet on the field, so they can get a read mm-hmm. of, uh, in their caption. So as they say, who's going to watch the watchman? Who's going to tell the judge they've gone six and a half feet onto the field or seven feet? Well, I you? Got, yeah, you got yeah, a contest chair. Yeah, yeah. So that would be me at the state. Contest. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, but, but I mean, I'm, the way these shows are designed, you don't want to go any further than six feet on the I field. I don't think You're so. You're going to get killed. Yeah, I don't think so. So will anyone ever see or hear the sheets, tapes, or results from this shadow panel? No. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm not sure what good would come of that. Sure. No. And now, <laughs> it, now, would be, it would be fun conversation. But what I will tell you with that whole process mm-hmm. is the order and how the bands came out mm-hmm. did not change That's what everyone much wants to know. at all. What was different oh. was the, in some cases, was the ranking within these captions on okay. these sheets. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you could have somebody with a great percussion um, mm-hmm. score. Yeah. And maybe their woodwind score was not as high because of the design of the show or the performance of the woodwinds. Um, and so I think in this new system, uh, because all seven judges are going to be different. Yes. No two will be the same. No mm-hmm. two will be reading the same aspect of the show. Um, I think it will be fairly common to see some spreads from the judges. But I think that, in my opinion, that's okay because these seven sheets are all different from each Correct. other. Correct. Correct. Now, yeah. with these new sheets for the state marching contest, which are percussion, brass, woodwinds, does that mean there's potential for caption awards at state marching contest? There is potential for that. Yeah. Uh, nothing has been formalized. We have had some informal discussion about do we want to do that, mm-hmm. uh, but no decisions have been made. Um, I could see us having some type of caption awards, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, as they say, the devil's in the details. So then Correct. how many of those are you going to have? Sure. Uh, you know, how many visual captions? How many music captions? Where are you going to draw that line? And, right, right, You right. know, is, is the visual ensemble judge the one to, let's say we wanted to give uh, a color guard award. Would that be the visual ensemble judge? Would that be the content design right, judge? Right, right, right. Um, so all those questions would have to be answered, but it's it's certainly not off the table for consideration. So when you post the results on the website after the respective rounds, is it are you going to have like woodwind score just like just like now you have the ordinals. So you have the ordinals of the woodwinds. There right? will be seven like right now there are five. Mm-hmm. There will be seven. So yeah. in essence without actually having a quote unquote official caption award, if band A 
sees a number one on percussion, they can say they won percussion. Yeah, for ab- absolutely. Because I, I know because, percussion guys will say that. Yeah, because they did. <laughs> they did. We're, we're going to build a banner on the wall yeah, that says best best drum line at a state marching if contest. If the percussion judge had us ranked first, then that's certainly something you, hear that you, you could claim. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or woodwinds or brass or whatever the case may be. Put a yeah. banner on the wall. Put a banner on the wall. There are also new sheets for the area level. Yes. Which would mean that there are now... Three different sheets. We have region, yes. area, and yes. state. So you're saying yes, so this is all correct. <laughs> yeah, so this is part of that process. So I'll, I'll back up and talk about this two-year-plus process uh-huh. that's been going on. So for years, um, I, well, I came. let me back up. I came to the UIL in 2012. Mm-hmm. And since I came to the UIL, people continually stop me and say, you know, the sheets are outdated. The sheets are outdated. We got to do something about the sheets. Mm -hmm. And so, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we feel like that it's best that any change we make when at all possible comes from the field. Absolutely. And so our vision was to put together a committee of great band directors, marching Mm -hmm. band directors, high school marching band directors, to advise us on what to do with these sheets. Mm -hmm. And so, hence the genesis of this process, chaired by Mark McGee, so this committee that advised us on these sheets was a TMAA committee. Right. So the Texas TMAA in Texas, the Texas Music Adjudicators Association, mm-hmm. uh, put together this committee. Uh, Mark and I formed the committee, uh, appointed members of the committee. Again, like we talked about with the PML committee process, right. different parts of the state, different mm-hmm. size schools to be represented on this committee. So as many people as possible could have a voice. Mm-hmm. So this committee started discussing what do we need to do with the UIL sheets? Because prior to 2020, we had two sets of sheets. Right. We had the region sheet Mm -hmm. and we had the area slash state sheet. Yes. So the whole vision with the committee is was uh, from the beginning and still is to have a process that best evaluates what Texas bands are doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the marching band field, design wise and music wise. So many felt like that the the current sheets that we've had in place up until now did not assess that as well Mm -hmm. as they should. In other words, that assessment vehicle did not best reflect or assess what marching bands are doing. So essentially, we need to do a better job of giving um, the bands a better assessment of their performance. Mm -hmm. So that was Mm -hmm. the vision of the process. Now, the caveat with this was the committee did not want to do anything to take away from the hallmark of Texas bands. Mm-hmm. And that's how we play in our state. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, we, that's kind of what we hang our hat on is music. We, we play really well in our state. We do a lot of things well, but I would say the hallmark is probably the quality of, the, of our playing. Yes. And so we didn't want to design a process that is going to do anything to detract from how well our bands play. Mm-hmm. So those are the guiding principles. So the discussion ended up, the recommendation through this two-year process was to have a a, a three-judge panel, a five-judge panel, a seven-judge panel. Makes so sense. the progression was we go to the region contest. We have three judges. They're all uh, assessing the same thing, and they're only giving us a rating. Mm-hmm. It's almost like an accountability. Go get your rating. Okay, now you're going to go to the next level. So you're going to area. And you're going to be ranked. And mm-hmm. so now we're going to rank you. So we have to zoom in a little closer. So right. now we have the five judge model. Mm-hmm. We have three music judges, two visual judges. And um, so that's the the old five judge process. But the sheets have been updated. So the language is new. Gotcha. On gotcha. the five judge sheet. Still three music, two visual. 
Um, and we have changed the word marching to visual, so we're trying to evolve here yes, slowly. Sir. Yes, I got you. Um, I got you. It's- and, and then fast forward to the state contest. Now now we have the state contest, and so the parity is much more than the area contest, mm-hmm. certainly more than the region contest, so we need to zoom in even closer. Right. So hence the seven-judge model. Yeah. Now the small schools, uh, four and down, as we mentioned earlier, that's mm-hmm. what most people think of when we say small schools, they were not in favor of us using the seven-judge system. Makes so sense. through this whole process, we surveyed the membership across mm-hmm, the state mm-hmm. on two different occasions to get feedback on this seven-judge system. The band directors across the state uh, felt like that the five-judge revisions at the area contest were appropriate. Mm-hmm. The majority felt like we should adopt those. And the majority of 5A6A directors says, yes, we need to have more judges at state because mm-hmm. the, the, the level of competition obviously is much deeper. Yeah. But the 4A and down directors did not. So where we are today for 2020 mm-hmm. is we will have the seven-judge system at 5A and 6A. Mm-hmm. And the five-judge area system will also be in place for the 4A and down at state. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, this wasn't on the, the, the uh, list that I, I sent you. In the interest of full disclosure, I did send you the questions, the UIL questions mainly because i didn't want you to you know get mad on me on the air or anything oh, like that. So I, I apologize for going slightly off script this isn't a uil versus boa question but this is a uil versus boa type question it seems like uil has with these changes acknowledged that there is a difference between the programs that compete at the 5a6 level the large bands versus the programs that compete at 1a to 4a level they don't want to go to the seven judge system they don't feel that it's appropriate for them so you're like, cool, we're not going to do it. And 5A and 6A, you're doing something different. It almost feels like that is something that BOA might want to consider. And I know you're not in charge of BOA. And you're, you're, you're an observer. You're a fan. You have programs that won Grand Nationals from this state. Um, and right now, they're under the umbrella of all bands are equal. But UIL is just admitting right now, in so many words, they're not the same. And we have to acknowledge that. And like you said, it came from the field. And they said, yeah. we need something different. So you think that maybe this this process that UIL is adopting is probably more appropriate for the disparity between the large bands and the small bands, maybe? Yeah, we think so. Um, and again, we try to listen to our membership, and, mm-hmm. and that was the feedback we received from the membership. And when you look at the total number of marching bands in Texas, this year I believe there were 1,077 marching bands mm-hmm. that entered the region contest process. That's a lot. <laughs> Approximately 50% of those are 4A and down. So the other 50% are 5A and 6A. Yeah. But half the bands in the state are what we're referring to as small school bands. Yeah. And so for us to truly serve our membership, so to speak, um, we we need to be sure that we're listening to them and, and mm-hmm. providing an evaluation vehicle that they approve of. Yeah. Um, so um, at some point that could be reviewed again. You know, mm-hmm. I could foresee a day in the future where the 4A directors say, hey, we, we want that we're, system too. We're yeah. ready for that. We feel like we've got the specialized teaching now in each of these areas. Yeah. Where we could, uh, we have a percussion specialist. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the fears that we don't have a percussion specialist yeah. Yeah. and we don't feel like we want to, we don't want to be assessed with just one judge looking Correct. at that. So, Correct. Um, but, um, I mean, anything's possible in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I could see how, um, um, you know, another organization, BOA or anybody else, could could consider something similar. But as you mentioned, our our purpose is to listen to our membership in Texas and to, no, that's, to best serve them. That's great. We, we did a podcast about reimagining the BOA system. Basically, BOA needs to say, yes, we realize it's big bands and then small bands, and we need to create 
a different avenue of com- competition and you know it's it's a whole different thing but yeah so yeah totally yeah. that's all that's that's great to hear that you know you're listening to the people and not just going like you said it's not coming from the top and you're not making an edict going we will be doing this so now that's awesome so we're talking about boa talking about uil for a while there was this idea that there were boa bands and uil bands as of late it seems that this so-called divide no longer exists in fact of the 12 uil 6a state finalists in 2018 11 of them made BOA San Antonio finals, which at this point is widely considered to be the hardest and most competitive marching band contest in the country. Sorry, Grand Nationals, we just we just do things a little differently down here. And the 12th band was Waxahachie, who didn't attend BOA San Antonio, so they didn't make it. Um, the 6A UIL state marching contest prelims and finals could be considered the most or the second hardest competition in the country. Again, sorry to you, Grand Nationals. So let me ask you this question, Dr. Kent. Was this type of consistency between BOA and UIL, why was the change to these new sheets necessary? Well, back to what I mentioned earlier, the primary goal with changing the sheets was to provide an evaluation system that that gives our bands a better assessment of what they're doing. So um, bands are doing um, in their design process, their music and visual design process, doing shows that our sheets were not able to assess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that was our goal, again, was to design a sheet that can assess what they're doing Mm -hmm. and and then in, in turn hopefully better uh, better rank them, more accurately rank those bands. Right, right, right. So I think, um, you know, as far as the similarity in a band that goes to Bands of America versus a band that goes to UIL or uh, vice versa, you know, I agree with you. Those, those, I don't see a difference in that now. I think people are just trying to put together great shows and mm-hmm. exciting with great music and great design and um, you know, I, I see us as being in this together, right? right. What, what, whether it's BOA or UIL. Sure. Or and, and now you're, you're going to have captions to judge design yeah. content and design. Or, yes. Or, well, content design. Is that how you describe yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. So speaking of which now, what will the training process be for the new state marching contest sheets? Because this is my own opinion. I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, we, we, we have some judges in the past who, when they were teaching, didn't really d- take content and design into account because I, back when I was in Crockett, it was like, oh, we're going to put these two, three tunes together and we're just going to do marching band because that's what marching band was in the early, mid-90s, right, you know, unless right. you're Phil Geiger at Westfield. Um, but so if these are the judges that might be judging these bands at the area or the state level, yeah. they weren't part of processes of putting these shows together how are they going to be accurately trained to judge content and design or any of these other captions that didn't exist when they were going through you? Yeah, so you bring up a great point. Um, part of the reason that we're still going to have just five judges at the area contest is because supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So we have we could have 12 to 14 area contest sites around the state mm-hmm. all on the same day. Yeah. And so when you take out the people who have bands competing, obviously they're not judging. Yeah. And then you have people who are available. It's a very small pool of people. In many days, we need a hundred judges yeah. around the state on the same day. So this relates to some people saying, well, why don't you have the seven judge system at area? Well, that's one reason right now. We don't Numbers. feel like we yeah. can staff it, just mm-hmm. the simple math. But also it's what you mentioned. It's the expertise and the ability to understand content design. Mm -hmm. So the new area visual sheet has a small box to address that on the visual sheet. Gotcha. But it's a small number of points that are are not giving a band as much credit as they will on this seven judge system Mm -hmm. state, which will be in 5A, 6A. So 
we feel like we can hire a content design judge for the state contest. Right. Because we have a larger pool to draw from. Of course. Yeah. Um, but obviously we're not having to do that on the area level. So we're hopeful that the training will help address this. So now to the training piece with your question. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's been five years ago now. We implemented a new online training module system mm-hmm. for our area and state judges. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the model has been that if you're going to judge area or state, you complete this training um, online. It's mm-hmm. uh, three to four hours to do. Okay. And and so we looked at that as a first step mm-hmm. to raise the awareness, to teach people the language um, that maybe are not current with how marching bands are being designed. Right, yeah. Um, and so we've seen a lot of positives from that, a lot of growth and mm-hmm. people being able to be better adjudicators because mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. process. So fast forward now to 2020 with this new system, mm-hmm. we're in the process of discussing how we're going to train the judges on these new sheets. Mm-hmm. And so we're probably going to have, um, and then we're in the discussion phases of this right now with TMAA, we're going to have a webinar process. Oh, very good. To where um, the adjudicators for an area and state contest will join us on a webinar in September, mm-hmm. um, the month before we start this process to go through a live training process on one a few day uh, of a few days mm-hmm. um, on these new sheets. Then I say the new sheets, the area and the state sheets. Now the region sheets have also been redesigned, but that will be addressed through the TMAA sessions that happen at the conventions. Gotcha. Um, but the webinar process specifically for the new area and the new state sheets, uh, we expect that to be an annual process to where you join us on the webinar live or you watch the webinar mm-hmm. on your own time. But like we mentioned earlier with the diversity initiative, it's going to be an ongoing process, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, because change takes time. Yeah, we know it sure and, does. But but it's it, we just felt like it's time to evolve our sheets. And so we're going to have to work, uh, apply steady pressure to evolve the education piece with mm-hmm. our adjudicators. Right, right. I'm glad we're talking about judges, because when one looks at the judging panels for state marching contests, one can see way more diversity in age, experience, location, and style, contemporary versus traditional, college versus high school, WGI, BOA, DCI, etc. Um, so specifically in regards to the state marching contest, who selects those judges? The state office. And that's you, By and, rule, yeah, and, you and Gabe. Yeah, and, yeah, or, yeah, Gabe yeah. so we, we select the judges, but we also do that through input from the band directors. So we send out surveys to our state marching participants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of those survey questions typically is, who would you like to see adjudicate the contest? And so um, those answers, as you would imagine, are all over the map. <laughs> sure, so yeah. one survey will say, we need to have all Texas band directors because nobody understands how to judge Texas bands, but Texas band directors. And the next one will say, we need to have all out-of-state judges yeah, because yeah. they're the only ones that can be unbiased. Right, yeah. And, I can imagine you, you're like, I don't know what to do here. So, yeah, you know, it's it's a little more of a challenge in the uh, 6A year to mm-hmm. have in-state judges. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, it's a little bit easier in the 5A year because right. we have a larger pool to draw from. Sure. To adjudicate the 5A. But a lot of times we do interchange 5A, 6A directors and yeah. adjudicating each other's bands a year apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and so also with the state contest being on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have more flexibility. Uh, we're not dealing with conflict. So we, right. we very rarely have a judge say, you know what? I, I can't do it. I'm already booked. Right, because it's not Saturday. Yeah. So that's part of what's adv- advantageous about having it on weekdays. Mm-hmm. Now, the area contest, on the other hand. Right. 
as I mentioned, we could have a hundred judges all on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, cost is a little bit more prohibitive in some cases because each area hires their judges. Right. Yeah. So we approve of those, but the area has a pro- is supposed to have a process where mm-hmm. they provide input right. from their directors and they hire their judges. So it's up to them. Uh, we allow autonomy in that area. But then they have to be able to be afford it. So, right. you know, sometimes if our area contests, they may not have a budget where they can fly people in right. from different parts of the country. Or the band directors in that area may not want judges. It goes right. back to, we want Texas band directors. We only want to, yes. Know, back, back yeah. The stereotype, like I said. Yes, sir. But with that being said, um, there's no rule that would prohibit an area from having out-of-state judges. Oh. And it happens. It's just not real common. Oh, interesting. So if band directors want that, mm-hmm. they need to advocate that through their region and area process, through their executive secretary. Power the people. Yeah, gotcha. absolutely. So th- I'm using myself as an example here. So this is not, a, I love my job at UIL, what I do at the state marching contest. But if you're having a design and content judge, can someone like me design content and judge for the state marching contest? Sure. Because I'm not absolutely. a band director. Yeah. I've never gotten a one in marching band or concert band. I'm, you know, I, Rich, I realize that's part of the rules for being TMAA certified, right? I'm not qualified to judge in the state of Texas in certain points. But if you're having this this caption at yeah. the state level, you could have Michael Gaines. You could have absolutely. Me. Um, yes. So you're saying that I could judge 2020 content and design? Y- yeah. In somebody, theory. Yeah, in theory you could, <laughs> right? right? The problem is I have so many bands at the state Well, level. and that... The, <laughs> Herein lies the issue. So we're trying to avoid conflicts of interest. So we wouldn't want you judging one of your clients, well, obviously. So. I don't really judge them. I just give them, I give them first place. So uh, you don't have to worry about me judging anything. No, I, I get I get more camera time if I'm on the broadcast team than that, if I'm that's a judge. That's true, you do. So more okay. exposure for your shoes. They, yeah. You know what? You yeah. get me. Yeah, you get yeah. me. Uh, it's impressive. <laughs> um, so when you when you were looking at that, and I realize you're probably in the infancy of formulating that judging panel at state. What are you looking at for that content and design? Since it's so new and everybody's wondering, like, who is he going to get? You know, who, who are the, what's the what's the pool of people you're looking at for that caption? Well, as you might imagine, I think it's a very small pool uh, because people who can truly um, adjudicate that sheet and truly look <laughs> holistically at yes. the entire show. Correct. Um, and so we're going to rely on uh, directors in the field to mm-hmm. give us feedback on who they recommend right. um, to adjudicate that sheet. Um, on the ghost panel this year, Jody Rhodes yeah. um, did that sheet. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic. Sure, she yeah. was highly recommended coming in. Mm-hmm. And so somebody like Jody Rhodes. Uh, but the problem with someone like Jody Rhodes is she's working with programs that are at state and competing for finals and stuff like that. Yeah. So I could envision, we may uh, certainly have to go out of state for that. I was going to say, that so, judge, so yeah. you would, you, it would be a Gary Markham, Richard Salcedo type sure. chief judge of BOA, because while they don't directly work with groups, you know, they don't design for these groups. Whereas if someone goes, why isn't Michael Gaines doing this? You're like, Michael Gaines has three of our state finalists yeah. writing drills. So, so I imagine the, the, one of the requirements is they are not designing for Correct. any group that is competing at yes, that. And yes, so there's got to be right. a conflict of interest form and all that stuff. Yes, you know, like, and that's very difficult, as you yeah. can imagine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's... Because we're all involved in each other's bands. We're we, all helping each other get better. We're in everybody's uh, that's business. 
that will certainly be a challenge of that. But again, we're only hiring that for the state contest. So we're hoping right. we'll be able to find that. Person. Sure, sure. So let, let's move on from the state marching contest because you, you started talking about it. Um, it seems that the diversity found at the state level is not exactly found at the area in region level. Area is arguably more crucial, I think, important than the state level because they're picking the bands that advance to area finals and then ultimately the bands who advance to the state marching contest. So what you explained this to me, and I was very excited when you explained it to me at state, but I'm curious for the people that don't know, what are the guidelines for those regions when they're choosing judges for area? Like what are the rules, how they have to follow it? Yeah, we have on our website, there's an area judge acknowledgement form. It's basically a conflict of interest form Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. every adjudicator at the area contest has to sign Mm -hmm. um, saying, you know, I don't live here and I don't, um, none of these bands are um, one of my clients. Right, right. Um, Also that uh, I I know of no other conflict of interest, the catch-all. You know, yeah, and right. and it's it's really uh, improved that process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not perfect. Yeah, but um, we felt we took that step. We created that step. I want to say 2014. Okay. Because we had some judges that were judging their, you know, relatives and, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and that just gets murky. So we, sure. we tried to create this. And, and, and so this form is a reflection of actually what's in the CNCR, mm-hmm, in the adjudication section of the CNCR. So the bottom line is we're trying to find the very best judges, but we're also trying to avoid all the potential conflicts of interest. Makes sense. So yeah. the regions themselves are the ones that pick the judges, correct? Yes, yes. And the areas do also. Oh, okay. Yeah, so each area should have an input process where the directors can provide um, input to the area chair on the adjudicators that they would like to see at their contest. Um, You talked about availability, so I imagine that's part of the answer to this next question is, why does it seem like we encounter more judges who have been out of the activity far longer than most judging area contests, uh, with shows becoming more contemporary, relying more heavily on visual and electronics and dance. Why are we not seeing more of the judging diversity at the area level? Well, it's it's simple. It's availability. You did, yeah, sorry, <laughs> that's, that's you just answer. answered your question, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's simple math. I mean, we we want that. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely our goal. But sometimes we don't have that choice, right? Um, and so it depends. Uh, obviously, if you have a band competing, you, you can't judge that day. And, no. and and if you have a conflict of interest, you can't judge. And so, yeah, it, it, it's a challenge because, again, the, Texas is a big state, as we know. Yeah. So we have lots of contests going on on the same day. Area, area day is the single biggest challenge we have uh, with staffing the adjudicators every year. I imagine. In the whole adjudication process for marching band, that day. Um, and that's a, and you mentioned it, it's a huge day. It's very important. And the bands that are selected to advance to the area finals and obviously selected to uh, advance to the state contest. Um, so we, we want to try to get it right. We want to do everything we can to get it right. We feel like that this webinar process that we're going to start this year, mm-hmm. will continue that development. I, we feel like it's gotten better mm-hmm. with our online adjudicating process, even though we've had to drag some people kicking and screaming because, you know, there, <laughs> I know this is shocking to you, but there is a mindset of nobody's going to tell me how to judge. What? And, and, you know, and our answer to that is, well, you know, actually it's our job to tell you the process to right. use. You're going to put the number down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is our, our, our job to, to tell you what process to use. Yeah. So I guess, you know, at some point, you, you know, I think everybody has to decide, do I need to get out of this game? Right. Has the game left me. Right. Right. Cause 
the question I was going to ask, is there any type of rule or guidelines regarding amount of time away from the activity, whether you're a teacher or you're a designer? And you spoke about availability. And so I imagine if, one, there's nobody available, two, you're in, we know how big this state is, and you don't have the budget to fly someone, you're like, well, so-and-so been out of teaching for 25 years, but he or she is available. There is no rule for how long you've been away. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think we have to ask ourselves too, is what does away mean? <laughs> right, so, right. you know, there, we, we know some people who have been retired for a number of years, but they're very active oh, yeah, working yeah. with band programs. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they are, they may be very current on the lingo. Right. As right, well. Right. So and it, that, it shouldn't be just a blanket rule, but yeah, it's like you said, recently, <laughs> you got yeah. you got to figure out what that word. What is recently in this case? Yeah. Right? What, what is the word? What is 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 yes, mean? Or in the last millennium. That's right. <laughs> All right. So in 2020, UIL will be testing out the military contest pilot. Why the change to this, and what has been the reaction so far? Well, this is a result of the same committee that designed the sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, this came out of that process. And so in designing these new sheets, we had representation on that committee from military marching mm-hmm. bands. And that representation felt like that, you know, the, the evolution of the new sheets, per se, is going to make it more difficult for us to compete um, yeah. in a ranked contest mm-hmm. because as you as you know a military band designs a show and right away you think about percussion oh, like that yeah. that is a whole different animal mm-hmm. with with a non-military band versus a military band and so the end result of this committee that designed the sheets was a recommendation right. that UIL consider having a contest for the military bands. Wow. Okay. And so we considered that through our various rule promulgation process, mm-hmm. and it was ultimately approved last fall. So we will be having that for the first time this mm-hmm. fall for military bands. And I, I want to add, too, that every band in the state, when they enter the region contest, will declare their track. Right. So either I don't want to go past region, which has always been an option. Mm -hmm. Like we don't want to advance past region. Okay. If you do want to, if the answer is yes, which way are you going to go? Right. You know, which fork in the road are you going to take? (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, And so um, any band could enter the military track or uh, what we're calling right now the open class track. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. um, you can't do both. Gotcha. So you can't halfway through the, you get to area like, oh, we're going to trade. Not in the same year. Not in the same. Oh, so, so you can go back and forth. Oh, you could, yeah. Just, but it's every, yeah. you have to finish the whole yeah. year. So, you know, if I had a program that's not a military band and I decide, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to, next time around, we're going to go military track. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Now, there are performance requirements. Right. In right. the military contest. Right, so right, those right. are those are on the document we recently put on the website. Gosh. Gotcha. Step size has to be predominantly twenty two point five inches or thirty inches. Yeah. Movement has to be linear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you 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 obviously have to play within those rules just like you do for the other kind. So I would imagine that there are a smaller number of military bands in the state than there are what we call open class yeah. course oh, yeah, show stuff. Yeah. Is there any thought to letting them do state every year then? If there's like a small handful. Well, I don't want to say a small handful. Well, we're trying to be consistent within our every other year rotation for okay. everybody. Gotcha. So, so we're doing, for the first year of military bands, we're doing um, uh, 2A and 4A. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have four divisions in the military um, at the contest. So okay. two divisions on one year, two divisions on the other year. Mm-hmm. 5A, 6A is a combined division because okay. it's numbers. There, right, are, right. There, are, there, are, there are two or three 6A bands in the state that are military. So they have to go through the normal So track. they compete with 5A and 6A. There's a 3A division. There's a 4A division. Mm-hmm. And there's a 2A slash 1A division. So they get, they get combined. Yes. Oh, and okay. so we're going to do the... 
the the one A slash two A and the four A this fall, and then the next year will be the three A and the five A slash six A. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so will the region ones, the the division one ratings received at region by the military bands, still count towards the open class area advancement numbers? Yes. Oh, and, and the reason is because that rule it, it has been that way for a number of years. Mm-hmm. We that was a rule that changed after I came to the UIL, and the rule that says one for five go to state, mm-hmm. uh, one for five advance to area finals. Mm-hmm. But it's it's now one for five that are eligible. Right. So military bands now, in many cases, don't go to the area contest, but mm-hmm. they still count in that formula. Right. So we had an area contest this fall, I think, that had five bands in 5A that did not attend the area contest. But those five counted in that formula that sent one more band to San Antonio than would have otherwise right. gone. So the answer is that rule will still be the same. Great, great. That's yeah. a good change. I no, mean, that was a good change, and it's great that no, you're No impact, yeah. So with the separation of military and this new class that you've created called Open Class, um, this would include anyone going through the normal area, region, state process. Why the name Open Class? This one's just a like, you know. Yeah, well, just to be honest, I, I mean, there's not a... Uh, some sort of secret answer for this. It's not part of a larger agenda. I mean, our our vision with open class is essentially it's open to everybody. Gotcha. Which is what it is now. Right, right. So the contest now is open class contest Mm -hmm, mm because every band that wants to go goes. Right, right. And we felt like if we're going to have a military state contest, then what do we call the other contest? Sure. And... So, yeah, we're referring to it as the open class contest. They didn't uh, like the, the, I, Kent, the Kent class? I, <laughs> You're like, I, I, got, I got a name for it. I don't see us having a uh, world class you, division. God, you took my next question. <laughs> Come on now. Let's go world open military. Let's just do the whole thing. Uh, no, okay, yeah, because we saw we're like, oh, he's got different. He's got uh, plans in mind. For there me. are no, there's no future plans to to um, expand that further, unless it comes from the field, as you said. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, any suggestion, we'll certainly consider it. Yeah, I mean, we're always looking for new and great ideas. Yeah. Serious suggestions, by the way, all right. you people on the internet, <laughs> TexasFans.com. Um, are there any plans or any considerations or any talk, inklings of ideas to add separate tracks for the HBCU slash SWAC slash show style marching bands? Um, not yet. We haven't had any formal discussions about that yet. Um, we're always looking at data when we're considering adding anything. So, you know, our data with the military contest showed that we could have four divisions and have a state contest uh, of like, 10 in each of those four divisions. And I say 10, that's based on ratings data. Gotcha. So we're expecting to have a state contest this fall of 10 in the 2A division approximately, Mm -hmm. 10 in the 4A division, and have two state champions. So five in each division go to finals, finals of 10, two state champions. But that's all driven by the ratings data. Right, right. So first division ratings... You have to get a first division of the region contest to go past the region contest. Yes. That's yes. true in solo and ensemble. Mm-hmm. It's true in marching band. It's like you, you have to it's a you have to get that first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in going forward, if we feel like there's another style that somebody wants us to consider, we would look at the similar data. So mm-hmm. how many of those first of all, how many of those bands in the state exist? Sure. And what is their ratings data? Right. But but would you could you see the fact that if they're competing with their style, show style, we'll call it show style for right now, but they're going to UIL, they're being judged on the traditional region sheets. So maybe they're not getting ones and maybe they need their own separate 
judging sheets, separate judges, because what we would consider maybe like, that's not a division one in that style. That's like, that's the style. That's the way it should be. So maybe well, there's, there's a, a kink in, in that because they're not getting ones when they're trying to. The region, the region sheet should assess any style. Mm-hmm. And it's basically tone quality, intonation, musicianship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and how well you march, how well you're doing what you choose to do. Right, you're, right, you're, right. You know, uh, it's very basic. Sure, sure. So the, the, the longstanding philosophy in the state of Texas has been that tone quality is the same regardless of style. Now, okay. that's a whole different discussion. That's a different podcast. Correct, it is. It and, is. But, but, but I want to tell you, it happens within the military contest, too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, um, you could have a different philosophy with military bands as to what constitutes good tone quality. Mm-hmm. And I've heard those comments before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to stick to what we talked about before, the hallmark of Texas bands, which mm-hmm, is how mm-hmm. well we play. Yeah. And... Um, uh, you know, again, that the, hopefully the region contest is is an accurate assessment of that based on three people's opinion. Right, of course. That are experts in the field, um, that have a proven track record, that are members of TMAA and all of that for, at the region contest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to your point, um, this could involve better education on the part of the UIL. Maybe the UIL needs to be uh, trained on the performance practices right. of the different style bands more. So we understand how to talk about it because— true. True. To be honest, um, when I was adjudicating a lot and I would see a military band, I didn't speak that language. So I was very uncomfortable. Now I could assess, I felt like I could assess, assess how well they play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, outside of, oh, that's a counter march. Yep, I know what that is. Right, yeah. <laughs> but past that, you know, I, uh-huh. I didn't feel like I was qualified to talk about military bands. So sure. some of this could be more of an education process. Yeah. But, but also... I think we have to look at uh, the data as far as number of bands that are doing a particular style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that would be our first step if somebody approached us and said, hey, we want you to do this. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and it's also like chicken egg thing. Maybe there would be more of those bands if they had a track for it. Might right? be. But, but, you know, and you're like, but we need more bands to do this track. So it's like, but who knows, right? We're well, just, we'll we're just see, speculating. We'll see with this military contest. All too. of a sudden, we're very 500 inter- military bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what's going to happen with that. You're right. I mean, is, is that going to grow? I don't know. Wouldn't that be something? Wow. That'd be interesting. Time will tell. That's right. All right. Let's, let's get this. Here's the big, big question. We're saving it for the end. All right. You can take your drink here. In 2019, this past fall, there were two controversial instances of UIL violations. One had to do with the August 1st drill rule, which states that you cannot officially learn drill until August 1st. And the other had to do with the eight-minute time limit at UIL region marching contest, where a band had gone over the eight minutes that were allotted. Both are in different areas of the state, and both were given different punishments. So my first question to you is, what is the process, whether it's through UIL or whatever, for administrating or administering punishments? Okay, that's, well, and I appreciate you asking this because oftentimes there's mystery around what the UIL does mm-hmm. and why, and it's not just in music. I mean, it's in sure. athletics. Oh, yeah. It's in everything we do. Like I said, the only thing controversial about us is everything we do, right? <laughs> yeah. So thank you for asking that question. Thank you for answering um, it, really. <laughs> so we do have a process to address everything we do. Mm-hmm. And so those processes uh, vary depending on the nature of what the, 
the the rule is mm-hmm. um, and where the rule is in the Constitution and contest rules. So the first issue that you reference is the what we call the August 1st rule, which specifically says not teaching drill, but we further clarified that into visual content that is <laughs> that is unique to that year's show. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So the old marching definition is obsolete at this point. Gotcha. Okay. So we've clarified that um, on an FAQ on our website. And so that rule, there is no defined penalty for that rule in the UIL process. Wow. So this would be just like um, a band that doesn't follow the performance requirements on the PML. Uh There is no defined rule for that. So when there's not a defined rule, the CNCR says that the region executive committee, so every region, we have 33 regions in the state, Mm -hmm. every region has a region executive committee that's comprised of school administrators from that region. Well, they oversee anything that's at a region contest in music. Mm -hmm. And their job is to oversee it, uh, choose the dates, work with the region executive secretary to choose the dates, the sites, but also to deal with any rule infractions that occur. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in the Constitution, uh, the UIL Constitution, it references an array of penalties. And those can range from private reprimand, Uh which means that the violator receives a private reprimand. Sure. It, it's not public. Right. Okay. All the way to suspension from UIL. The director could be suspended. The Whoa. school could, I mean, you, you could have a situation. I've not seen this, but theoretically by rule, mm-hmm. you could say, well, okay, your marching band's not going to participate uh, suspended for a year. Wow. Um, often when we see suspensions, it's on the part of the director because sure. the director is the one that made the decision right. to yeah. whatever caused the issue. Makes sense. So the the August 1st rule, no defined penalty. Mm-hmm. So when an infraction occurs related to the August 1st rule, it's handled by the Region Executive Committee, mm-hmm. and they consider the range of penalties. So many people felt like, well, what happened? What happened? You know, what mm-hmm. happened to the August 1st? That's not right. Yeah, you know, they yeah. need to be disqualified. <laughs> well, and again, it's a great question, but you just have to understand the process. So the process with that rule violation mm-hmm. is the region executive committee in that region um, heard that rule violation and dealt with it accordingly. So, gotcha. you know, one could surmise that if nothing publicly publicly was released, mm-hmm. that maybe that committee issued a private reprimand. Right, right. And, and there's also the public reprimand in the leaguer, Correct. Right? which is the yes. UIL which is, newspaper which is, or Yeah, the which is virtual now like everything else. But right. yes, it does exist. Okay. And so that's another level uh, of, of reprimand. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's, the fr- that's, that's how that rule is adjudicated, per okay. se. It's through the Region Executive Committee. Mm-hmm. The UIL State Office had nothing to do with that rule mm-hmm. um, or allegations that surround violation of that rule by any band. Right, right, okay. Um, now, the other rule you mentioned does have a defined penalty. So the going over eight minutes in your show there's a defined penalty in the music section of the contest rules that says any band that goes over the eight-minute limit shall be lowered a rating at the Mm -hmm. region contest. Right. So when this happens, and it's very rare... But Correct, it, yes. but, it, but it does it, happen. It has happened. And, and yes. you know, with over a thousand marching bands, even if it happens once a year, that's really rare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But is it has happened... Three or four times over the last five years yeah, that it, I can it, even think it happened of right in, now. in this area in the last yes yeah mm-hmm. and so the first thing that happens if that occurs uh, my first question to the region is did the clock operator make an error right was everything right on the clock 
Mm-hmm. And if the clock and if the contest chair, which in many cases is the region executive secretary, mm-hmm. says that there was no clock error, then the viol- I don't have the authority to say, well, you can't, you don't have to follow the rule. The rule right. is the rule. Now, yeah. now whether we agree with the rule, that's another discussion. But right. That rule has been in place for. Uh, several decades of which I'm aware. And I think that rule was in place when I started teaching in the 90s because I remember being very fearful of that yeah, yeah. disqualification. Well, it's not a disqualification, but if you want to go to area, it's a disqualification. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and so um, it's been in place for a long time. It's nothing new, and uh, it, the defined penalty is lowered a rating um, unless there's an error by the clock operator. Mm-hmm. Now, a director um, in, that is involved in this situation could claim that there was an error on the are part of the clock operator. Mm -hmm. So now we're back to, well, who hears that appeal? The region executive committee, because that's at a region event. Mm -hmm. So the director could appeal to the region executive committee. The region executive committee could overrule Mm -hmm. what happened, the the lower of a rating, because they could say, well, no, the clock operator did make an error. Right, right. Uh, But um, in, in recent cases that I'm aware of in years past, that has not been overruled mm-hmm. if it was heard by the region executive committee. Can, can you explain? You said the administrators of the region executive committee, are they band directors? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, we're talking about superintendents. Okay, so it's so, not a case of band directors going, no, the no, clock no, wasn't no. wrong because we want our band to make it. Into, no, like, ev- it's nothing like every that. Every region executive committee consists of either um, superintendents, assistant superintendents, in some cases principals, and in some cases fine arts directors. Mm-hmm. But um, the recommendation, there's seven of those in each region. Oh, okay. And so the makeup of that committee is recommended that there are a majority that are superintendent types. So assistant superintendents, associate superintendents. Right. Right, right. Trying to keep the bias out. I was going to say because because if you've got a fine arts director and it's their school, would they have to recuse themselves? Yes, and yes, and in fact that has happened before. Okay, okay. Um, so a super, in fact, a superintendent of the school in question had to recuse, themselves. which would make sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. and, and of course, then there has to be a a, um, a quota on the committee to to uh, make a decision. Right. 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 So, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we really, we don't want to see um, kids being hurt right. um, by decisions that adults make. Mm-hmm. And, and so the process is in place to, to, uh, to review what happened, review the allegation, mm-hmm. and let that committee, the region executive committee, make a decision. And so that's, that's how that process works. And you know as well as I do as, desi- as a designer, every band director, head band director, is ultimately responsible for the design of their show. Correct. Um, ultimately, it comes yeah, back to that person. Them. And so, you know, if, if, if you design a show that could be on the line – and you know mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit risky, and that's right. that's the the chance you can take if you want to do that. Um, but um, you know another example of of a rule that's punitive at the UIL is of course the ineligible. That's student. what I was about. That yeah. Uh huh. And and you know that gets people upset too because if an ineligible student participates in any UIL team event, mm-hmm. the team is DQ. And that's that's UIL wide. Yeah. Not, it's not just band. Oh no, that's yeah. not music. That's UIL wide. Mm-hmm. And 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 so, you know, this going over the eight minutes has a punitive um, um is punitive as well because it defines that it's 
um, a second div- or lowered by a rating. Right, which would mean you don't advance to the yeah. to the area. Yeah. So, and we hate to see that. And, we, and we, you say that, and I, I, no one can see a video, but you you look very genuine, and I'm not I'm not calling that into question. But more often than not, the kids are the ones that get punished. It, and yes, and I don't know that there's a there's not a like well the teacher I, I I just I guess there's not a punishment for the coach or the teacher that goes over eight minutes or the an ineligible person slipped in because a, a math teacher added their grades in late like. Inevitably, though, two to hunt three hundred kids don't get to go to San Antonio, or they don't get to advance. Or you know, this happened to another school in the Houston area recently. Another band got to go to state in their in their their replace because they used an ineligible player. Mm-hmm. But um, the kids are still getting punished, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, you're you're right. The adults make the decisions, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we hope that uh, directors do not put their program in a, in a jeopardize their program by designing a product that's going to mm-hmm. possibly go over the line. We don't want to see that happen. And um, the rule is the rule. Yeah. Now we could change the rule, and so if we were going to change the rule, it goes back to the grassroots process, and, right, and right. so superintendents would ultimately approve of that change. So then the question begs, well, what would we change that rule to be? Because right. in the UIL process on the region contest, as you know, we don't use points, so we can't say you're going to get a point. That's the thing. Penalty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it could it be changed as simply as one of the ratings gets lowered. Could because then you get a one one two, could. for example. But yeah. if you're already getting a one two one, well, one of your highest ratings gets down to a two, and then I mean, to me, I mean, that seems I don't know. I'm I'm not one of these, but. Like you said, it could yeah. be almost anything, but yeah, and anything is possible. Absolutely, that rule change could be considered if somebody wanted to suggest that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try not to suggest rule changes that come directly from us, right. because again, as I mentioned earlier, yes, depending on your feeling about that rule change, right? You may, oh, it's about time. I, you know, yeah, it isn't, oh, yeah. That's uh, who wants to see that? Yeah, for sure. You know, and inevitably we have uh, something comes up, and we think in the office now, who's not going to be for this? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people. <laughs> I don't care what it is that you think. <laughs> who's not going to be for this? It's remarkable. Right. I bet. I bet someone's always going to. It, it is just, it's remarkable. But uh, so again, that's our hope is that we have a process for everything and right. we can address it. Yeah. Um, but in the heat of battle, we we have to follow the process. Sure. And so sure. when that happens, especially if it affects a band that uh, could potentially go to the area contest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we hate to see that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I for all the reasons you said. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's upsetting. Um, so let me ask you this. This isn't on the script, so if you want to take it out, it doesn't matter. It's not a controversial question. The five-minute warm-up, eight-minute show, two-minute to get off, that is a UIL CSR rule on there? Yes. So one could start a grassroots movement to go keep the 15-minute intervals, but we just got to get on, do our show, and get off in 15 minutes, and it doesn't matter how long the show is, but there's a minimum, right? And that has been considered recently mm-hmm. um, through our uh, music advisory committee process. Mm-hmm. So the music advisory committee process has a representative from all 33 regions that's a band director. Okay. So. Th- 33 representatives, anybody can suggest a rule change at their region meeting process, and that rule is voted on. Well, we did have a rule suggestion in the last couple of years that the recommendation was 13-2 structure. So you start a 13-minute clock when the band leaves the goal line and just run a 13-minute clock, and everything has to stop by the end of the 13-minute clock, and then the field exit still is the same at two two minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. And that did not pass through the band directors, uh, so it didn't even get to us. Right, right. And I, my understanding is the feeling was they did not want to encourage 10, 11, 12-minute shows. <laughs> sure. Let's run from the goal line and start our <laughs> show here, which 
of course, um, you know, well, so there's implications there. Sure, so, sure. But but yes, can it be considered? Absolutely, it can right. be considered. And 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 so that that one comes to mind recently. That, that that's really interesting. You say that because I doubt any of those finalist bands in the state marching contest would do that because so many electronics and props are like, nope, we still need four minutes to get set up. Probably, we yeah. just don't want to sweat if our show is eight oh five, right? You know, un- unless you're Claudia Taylor this year, who I think did a twelve minute Lion King show at Grand Nationals, yeah. but. But hey, you know, it was But there's exciting. nothing there's nothing in the rule in our rules that say you can't start your show early. Sure. You're just not supposed to be adjudicated until right. the eight minute clock starts. Yes. But you you know, when in doubt, my advice to a director is when in doubt, start early. Yeah, exactly. If you've got a show that's like seven minutes and forty five seconds, <laughs> start early. <laughs> Yes, that makes that's some good advice. That's that's going to be the title of, of this episode. Start early. Start early. Yeah. Well, Doctor Kent, we have officially made this the longest episode yet. This I argue that this will be the most listened to episode ever. Well, that means I've talked too much. No, it's the longest. No, I think it's that's true because we have to. We've had some long episodes on here, but it's all great information um, because it's like you said and like we talked about. I there's a lot of myths or like oh they just stand up there and Doctor Kent changes the rules to whatever he wants and. We got this young buck trying to make UIL BOA and all this stuff. And so you're, you're, you're being very forthcoming and honest. And I know I appreciate it. And I know a lot of composers, uh, designers, directors, students really are, are learning a lot from what you've said in the last two and a half hours. Um, and, and what I like about UIL recently is the changes that y'all are making to evolve with the, the current state of marching band. Because while, while UIL is a, a, an ocean liner that's taking a little bit longer to turn and, and marching band is in a, in a, in a race car that's yes. just going back and forth, yes, you're is. not just sitting there with your hands crossed and you're holding your breath no. going, we're not changing. No, absolutely not. I believe in, in evolving everything we do. There's mm-hmm. just a process we have to go through. So it does move slowly. Mm-hmm. But when I first came to the UIL, I, I initially thought, well, how come everything takes so long? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I was that guy. Believe me, I get it. Well, this is ridiculous. I understand now because it forces us to think through everything. Sure. And so then hopefully we don't do something and we turn around and someone says, or we say even internally or in the field, well, who thought that was a good idea? You know, that wasn't very well thought right. thought out. Yeah. So so the process forces us to, to think on any changes over a period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. And I appreciate your words. I mean, I think evolution is important in everything we do. Um, there's a saying that I like that, that, that basically says... Um, change is inevitable and growth is optional. (laughs) And so, you know, we are going to change. Everything changes Mm -hmm. and we hope people grow through the change, but we can't force growth. Um, right. And, and, uh, and, and and so, um, yeah, thank you all for listening and, and please know out there too, that any of you can contact us at any time to ask questions about any aspect of the processes that we've discussed on this podcast or anything else about our processes. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to give your email address or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's on the website. So our, the way to contact us is the we have one email address on the website that we all get, and we divide those emails up depending on what they relate to. Sure. Music at UILTexas.org. Texas spelled out. So, yeah, yeah please. That's nice of you to say that because some people might think TX. Not TX yeah. in this or, or just go to UILUTexas.org, right? Yes, Isn't that the yes, website? Yes. Yeah, you can, you can email a coach or whatever. Yeah, a- sure. absolutely. It's easy to find us there. Yeah, so thank, I, thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I will say I, the amount of compliments that everyone is giving the state contest now, the way that the changes that you and UIL have changed and, and added with the not just the broadcast and putting me on the camera, but, you know, just 
just the stuff that Jeremy has done and the 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 retreat and just the pat you you've added the pageantry to well thank to you the, for sharing that the, that that that's been intentional as you imagine and and you mentioned Jeremy and I I got to tell you I think back to we did a forum at the TMEA convention mm-hmm. I want to say it was maybe February what year did uh, Vandegrift win the state marching twenty thirteen I okay, think okay I believe this was I believe this was February of twenty fourteen and we had an open forum. Uh, where anybody like a school board meeting had two or three minutes to say, we want you to do this. Mm-hmm. And and Jeremy was terrific. He he got up and spoke about some things that he would like to see us do yeah. uh, to be more kid-centered. Of course. And, uh, and, and I thought they were great ideas, and I thought they were long or overdue. Mm-hmm. One are the interview process that we've started, and you guys are doing a great job with that. Thank I you. love we try. that. <laughs> yeah, I love, it's awesome. And uh, again, it, it, it's it's featuring the kids. Yeah. And, and, and of course, the retreat, I think, features all the students, and it's a celebration of a season culminating experience for all the marching mm-hmm. bands in the state and to have the state finalists on the field yeah. and get to celebrate that moment together and and see the kind of celebration that we saw when Vista Ridge won the state contest in yeah. 2018 mm-hmm. that was just remarkable to see all the kids from the other schools mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so happy for the Vista Ridge kids yeah. and, and hugging them and running to them and that that was just awesome and that's what it's all about it so is, we're, it is. We're, we hope we can create more processes and more experiences like that well I'm sure everyone's going to start copying you so yeah yeah they're gonna like we want what uil's doing get me jeremy spicer and a camera crew um is there anything you want to plug um like maybe your your presentation at tmea because this will come out right before that uh sure yeah um if you're interested in hearing more about the new sheets for marching band uh we have a session at the tmea convention um, I'm going to give a brief introduction about this process, kind of mm-hmm. like what I've talked about today. And I'm going to turn it over to Mark McGahey, who's the chair of that committee. And there will be other committee members that are going to go through each of these sheets, region, area, and state, this, the three, five, and seven judge system, and give everybody hopefully an overview. It's going to be quick because we only have an hour. Right. But uh, Not we'll like this podcast. Yeah, we'll hope you'll consider joining us. I believe that session is on Thursday at six or six thirty, which is not in the bit, morning, right? No, no, no. Not <laughs> You're morning, not getting no, anyone there. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's after the band division state meeting. After the meetings. So yeah. it's like six thirty to seven thirty, I believe. But it's in the convention program. I'd love for you to come come to that. Mm-hmm. And we do have one more new event next Ooh. year that I want to plug. Go for it. Do um, it. we are having the first ever state instrumental chamber music contest. <gasps> Yeah. In tw- in the spring of 21. Okay. And so we will be uh, releasing more details about that contest soon. That's going to be, um, you submit a recording if mm-hmm. you want to be accepted to that, and we'll accept a small number of groups that are adjudicated via recording mm-hmm. to come and compete at an event in the Austin area in March of 2021. For state level honor, it's like so, the state honor band, yeah, but yeah. for state chamber chamber music, yeah. Whoa. So we're very excited about that. Wow, I mean, that's a whole other thing. But I guess I'm curious how you're defining that versus like the normal ensemble solo and ensemble thing or yeah. whatever. But another ooh. podcast. Well, we got all day, really. Um, that's awesome. Well, okay, and then your concert, your upcoming uh, Texas Youth Wind oh, Symphony. Oh yeah, concert. Our Texas, one more time. Our Texas Youth Wind Symphony concert will be on Monday, March 9th at Bates Recital Hall. Uh, Monday, March 9th. I yeah. thought you said February. Initially. No, no, sorry. Mo- Monday, Monday, March. That's okay. Monday, Mon- March, Monday 9th. March 9th, um, Bates Recital Hall at the Butler School of Music at the University of Texas. Which one of my pieces are you playing, sir? 
Oh, none this year. Oh, it wasn't even an awkward pause. You, oh. It was very dad-like. Oh, but no, sport. I said none this year. Though. I didn't <laughs> say, I just said none this year. You, you did give like, oh, sport. You're, you're, doing the, you're doing the best job you can. So No, 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 not at all. Would love to do some of your music sometime. Sometime, he says. Yes, that's, you know, well, you know, we only do one concert a year. You sh- maybe you should do two or three or four. How about yeah, five? So. Whatever. So, well, Dr. Kent, it has been a pleasure to have you here today. You're an absolute delight. I usually put something funny here, but you're just such a, a big name. I'm just going to go. Thank you for your service. And well, thank you for it, coming to my house. It was a pleasure to be here. And thanks so much for the invitation. It was great to see your shoe collection. Well, we need that's get, impressive. We need to get some trombone shoes. Like, seriously, let's get you those. What size shoe do you wear? 11. Oh, that, that's a man size. I'm a nine. I'm sorry. I stopped growing when I was 15. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This episode of Sketchbook Podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by me, Daniel Montoya Jr., in Austin, Texas. Our logo is created by John Suh of Purpose Designs, and our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. If you enjoy Sketchbook, tell a friend about the show or share a link on social media. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns? Email us at sketchbookpodcast at gmail.com. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at SketchbookPod, and join the Sketchbook community on Facebook, at SketchbookPodcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Sketchbook Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Thanks for listening.